Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Deals and money. We are constantly seeking deals and money as real estate investors, and I bet you're having a challenge right now, especially with deals, if you're like most real estate investors, because it's tough to find deals right now. But here's the thing. There's a competitive advantage out there that when implemented, it will help you accomplish your objective of getting more deals and or getting more investors. And that is having a great follow-up system. Having a great follow-up is one of the keys to success in real estate and follow-up boss is the leading CRM for real estate. This is the system you need in place so you can reach out to owners and brokers directly for deals or you can follow up with your investors and you do it all in one spot. The CRM makes it 10 times faster to call and text owners then integrates those into a software so nothing slips through the cracks. The follow-up boss conversion system and powerful management tools help align your methods and drive growth that otherwise it could have been missed and probably would have been missed. Go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever to get a system in place. And if you need help, they got you covered. Followup Boss offers experts seven days a week. You can pick up the phone and speak to an actual human being anytime during business hours. Visit followupboss.com forward slash best ever to check out how much time you could save by streamlining your follow-up process. Best ever listeners, they're treating you extra special. You get an extended 30-day free trial twice the length of the normal trial for a limited time, go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever and perfect your follow-up. At first, we're just like, you know, we're not really a fan of some of these methods, but hey, at the end of the day, I'm like, you did sign up for that rule. So we'll trust you a little bit more. We'll back off. And that's what you got to do sometimes. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Ash Patel and I'm with today's guest, Ace Karimi. Ace is joining us from the D.C. metro area. He is the co-founder of Invest Capital, a multifamily acquisition business. And Ace's portfolio consists of being a GP on 238 units. Ace, thank you for joining us. And how are you today? I'm doing great, Ash. Thank you for having me. That's our pleasure. Ace, before we get started, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Absolutely. So first off, thank you guys for having me here. My name is Ace Karimi. I'm a 27-year-old real estate investor based out of Washington, D.C. Our company, Invest Capital, currently manages and owns 
almost 240 units, I think 238, you had the precise amount ash. And we're constantly acquiring and growing more. We went full-time into multifamily about two years ago, started out in a single family space back in 2018. We started initially doing wholesaling and flipping real estate. So that's essentially how you make money in single family space, right? You get it at a good price. You add the value to it, you renovate it, then you sell it on the back end. And it's still an operation I have going on. I love it. And that's an operation I only do here in the DC metro area, just because it's local. I have all my contractors and connects out here. And it's good for short-term money, right? Like that's one of the themes here. It's short-term and long-term money that I'd love to talk about later on. Because I think if you want to be a very successful real estate investor, have both. You don't need to have one or the other. I feel like too many people are all short-term and no long-term or all long-term and no short-term. I think it's good to have both so that you can still live while you're going to get wealthy over time. So that's kind of our approach here with Invest Capital. We want to make sure that the people who invest with us, they're still getting their returns month in, month out. And at the same time, they have massive upside in the appreciation and the principal pay down and then just the values of the property themselves. So that's where we're at now. Full-time multifamily investors, and we're looking to grow, and we're here to answer any questions to give more people value on what we're doing. Ace, when you were doing the wholesaling and flipping of single-family houses, was it just you, or did you have a team, or a partner, rather? My partner, Akim, and I started both businesses together. We're 50-50 partners. Initially, it was just me and him going out, hunting for deals, going on acquisitions, appointments, putting properties under contract, and then... Within a few months, after closing a few deals, we were able to create our own office space and hire acquisitions people. We hired dispositions, transactions. We had a team of about 10 people back in 2018. Did either of you have real estate experience before you partnered up? No. Okay. So the two of you together decided, hey, let's do this thing. Let's figure it out. Pretty much. Okay. And you've been partners now for about five years? Exactly. All right. What are the challenges with having a partner? It's a good question, Ash. You got to make sure you're on the same page for one, because it all goes back to making sure you're both hitting the same goal from both of your angles as possible. For us specifically, because we do have a lot of similarities together, it's making sure that we're not doing the exact same things all the time. It's to make sure we have divided responsibilities because I love closing deals and he loves closing deals, which is something we share in common. And I love raising the capital. He loves raising the capital too. But beyond that, it's actually like the day-to-day weekend we got to do stuff that we need to execute on. So making sure that we're both crystal clear, not stepping on each other's toes and really simultaneously moving towards the same vision together. Sounds like you guys are both visionaries. Do you have struggles when it comes to execution? Not really. Well, 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 you're not going to admit that you have struggles, but did you have struggles in the beginning? Because you guys seem like you want to interact and do the high-level deals, do the lunches, the investor meetings, but you don't appear to be the type of people that love sitting behind a computer, getting into the trenches and doing financials and paying bills and getting quotes and that kind of stuff. So what I was trying to say there, Ash, is with the vision stuff, we don't, we're very clear on the big picture stuff and where we're trying to go. The challenge is definitely the execution for sure. That's why I'm making sure that we're still able to get things done because it's not our strongest suit is to do the actual day-to-day activities. So essentially being an entrepreneur and even a syndicator, right? You're able to get other people who are even better at what you lack at to help complement your strengths. So essentially with us and what we're doing right now is we have a team that's doing the day-to-day stuff that's probably not the things that we're the most excited about, 
nor are we the best at, but we understand what needs to get done. And then they implement it and they do the weekend week out activities. So it. it definitely is a challenge. I'm not going to lie, but yeah. it's, it's Ace, good to what have was, people around you. Who was your first hire? What position? Acquisitions. Let's keep going down the line. What was your next hire? It was an assistant, essentially admin slash assistant. Yeah. And is that shared between the two of you? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And that's a game changer, isn't it? It helps a lot. Take a lot of the menial tasks out the way for sure. Yeah. Is this person virtual or in person? Virtual. Okay. And what challenges do you have to overcome versus having somebody that's in person next to you? Well, the thing is, you just got to make sure you communicate very clearly with them because they're not there right next to you. So making sure your instructions are very organized and step by step. Uh, that's one of the things is you really have to pay attention to is to making sure that the instructions you put on a Google Doc lines up with the video that you shot and what you're giving them on a week in, week out basis, because they're just going to follow what's written usually. Awesome. Ace, can you take us through your multifamily acquisitions? So when you guys decided from flipping and wholesaling, you're going to get into multifamily. What was your first property, your first acquisition? We closed on a 72-unit property here in our home state of Virginia in December of 2020. We got that under contract in the summer of 2020. That was our first actual, hey, we're about to get our first multifamily deal, which is really exciting. It took about, I think, five or six months to close. So we initially reached out to the owner, actually, directly. So I somehow got a hold of him. I had a good conversation. He knew some of the areas that we grew up in here in Virginia. We were familiar with him. He actually developed the complex, which is awesome. Great guy, a much older individual. And he's owned it since he built it back since the late 70s. And he said it was probably time for him to kind of move on, take the proceeds and give it to his kids or something. So, you know, we put in an offer, send over an LOI. My thing is he didn't have an email. So we needed to get his attorney information. So there's a lot of creative problem solving that goes on, right? So we went and got his attorney's information and we were essentially like, hey, look, we're trying to put in an, uh, an offer on this property in an LOI. And the attorney writes back to us on email and he says, yeah, he's never going to sell. <laughs> Don't waste your time. Whoa. So then we look at each other and we're like, maybe we should keep moving on. But then we really like let it sit. We're like, dude, who cares? They say offer is an offer. Like, might as well just put it out. We already put the time into it. So we're like, hey, doesn't matter here. We spoke with uh, Mr. Waldrop, which is the name of the individual. Here's the offer. We just want to follow through on our word. He received it. He actually emailed us back a week later, surprisingly, and he countered. He said, I thought he doesn't have email. His attorney emailed us uh, back. So it. we're in okay. contact with his attorney. Yeah, because he has a fiduciary responsibility to yep. have to share whatever offers he gets. So we get a counter and he says, hey, Mr. Waldrop wants to do the deal at this higher value. So we put in an offer at $3 million. It was 72 units, which was still a great price. He countered back at 375, which to me, it's, it's, it's a multi-million dollar building and I'm getting at a discount. I'm like, why not? Let's do it. So we try to negotiate a bit, try to meet him in the middle. He just knew what he wanted. Essentially, we're just like, let's just do it. You know, there's still upside. It's probably worth five and a half, six million. And we can get some good returns and get our feet wet in the game. So we went through that and we got under contract. We raised the funds on it. We actually just completed construction. It's been about 14, 15 months now. We just completed all the renovations. There's a few more units to turn, but we added a dog park. We've fixed the exteriors. We the restripe and reseal on the asphalt on a parking lot. It, it literally looks like a repositioned property and raised the rents up from about $600 on average to $1,000, which is a pretty big, it's a big jump. 
but it was under market rent. So now we're actually entering our first refinance with that property, which is awesome. And it's way beyond the evaluation that we originally thought. So it's exciting. Ace, how did you find that deal? We went direct because I believe we got his information from the property manager. It was a, a referral. Like we got his number from somebody and then we just called him. When you were wholesaling, did you have all your systems in place where you sent out postcards, skip trace people? Yeah, pretty much. We did. And are you doing that for multifamily? No, not yet. We haven't done a lot of direct marketing, things like that. There's been some telemarketing, a lot of phone calls, but I I noticed even while that may still work, right? Any form of outreach is good. It's better to align yourself with other professionals like brokers and managers and existing players to try to refer you deals. I think that's the best way to get deals as you elevate higher up in this game. Let me play devil's advocate. What about those owners like the one you purchased from who really had no intentions of selling until he was given an offer? So why not use all your knowledge, experience, and systems to blanket a larger population of multifamily owners? We're doing it. We're slowly rolling it out. The thing is, because we hire acquisitions for the multifamily, but we're not talking about single family here. We hired our acquisitions. We've been putting a lot of time into training him just to be able to get the process down, the evaluation, underwriting, because we ideally want him to just be responding to all the leads and responses coming in. We're slowly getting to it, actually. We are. But the thing is, we don't want to just hit any and every market and just kind of blanket the country or an entire region because in this game, the more you know about specific markets, the better well-prepared you are. If I'm in D.C. and I enter into Phoenix, Arizona, and I don't really know anything about that market, I may be able to find some owners here and there, but it's not the best to go in into a scattered approach, right? I think it's better to start with specific areas and markets that are local to you or your region, And just focus on that because there's thousands of properties. So just focusing on that and going deeper as opposed to going wider is kind of our philosophy right now. So as we continue to grow, we'll definitely do more outside of our area. We'll get back to the show with first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. What's holding you back from getting into apartment building deals? Is it knowledge, fear, inability to take action, lack of support? If it's any of these things, then I suggest you consider Deal Maker Mentoring with Michael Blanc. Michael's program is the most effective program to help you syndicate your first apartment building deal. During Deal Maker Mentoring, you'll work directly with one of Michael's experienced mentors who have successfully replaced their income with apartment buildings. They've already done what you want to do, which is become financially free. So in addition to providing their own syndication experience, They've been trained in Michael's unique deal maker blueprint designed to help you do your first deal and become financially free just like them in the next one to three years. To find out more, text the word Joe to 66866. I know Michael's going to get you to where you'd like to be. Again, text the word Joe to 66866. Do it right now while it's fresh on your mind and let's get you started with your own syndication business. I'd like to introduce you to my good friends over at PassiveInvesting.com, a private equity real estate firm based out of the Carolinas. PassiveInvesting.com makes it easy for you to start investing in real estate. They focus on acquiring institutional quality apartments and self-storage facilities with private accredited investor funds. They also have a real estate debt fund that offers hard money loans to local fix and flippers across the U.S., which currently has a 0% default rate. With a portfolio of over $700 million in assets and controlling over $250 million in equity, they know how to secure the best deals and how to avoid the red flags. If you are interested in learning more, please reach out directly to PassiveInvesting.com and request the free Passive investment 
Investor Guide that outlines the seven red flags for passive apartment and self-storage investing. Visit PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags to download that PDF now. That's PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags. Ace, did you raise capital for that property, the 72 unit? Yeah, it was $1.5 million. First time raising capital? First time. All right. Take me through that process if you don't mind. Essentially, you have to know your offering, right? So the good thing is you always want to lean on somebody who's at least got some of the presentation materials that you can use. We have friends, right? We were in real estate already. We knew people who were in commercial. So we're just like, hey, like, what do you normally like give to them? Do you have like an offering sheet, a presentation? So we leaned on a few people to see what's the best way to present the information. Because essentially all you're doing to investors is, hey, I have an investment opportunity. Here's the returns. And is this something you'd be interested in investing and being a part of? So I wanted to make sure we came across professionally, first off, because we could do a webinar. There's so many different ways to present a deal. So what we did, we, we, we came up with a two-page highlighted investment summary that we always kind of send out. And essentially, always do our underwriting first. We look at where the rents are over the next five years or so. For this one, we, we're holding long-term, about seven years. We get our underwriting down because you want to do your homework before you approach anybody. So you do your homework, you do your underwriting first. You look at what the valuation of the property is going to be. Then you look at the projected returns. You find these spreadsheets online, or I'm sure on the best ever underwriting podcast, right? So you get the spreadsheets, underwrite the deal, look at the value, look at the returns. You're like, okay, is this good enough? Can I get like at least two X or something better, maybe an infinite return for my investors? Because you want to feel good about the deal and you want to know that this is something that I know if somebody invests their money in, they're going to do well, right? I don't like to pitch or sell or share any opportunity that I don't personally believe in. It just doesn't make sense. Why would I waste my time and other people's time and money? We actually already liked the deal from what we saw, right? We knew it was a deal. We already knew. We just didn't have the exact metrics and numbers and returns down. So we went and did our homework, got an experienced apartment investor to look at it. He said, this looks accurate. We put it into a two-page spreadsheet and then we made a whole slide deck about it. And then essentially we knew our deal and what the numbers were. We said, hey, look, here's our game plan. This property is under $500 under market rents. Believe it or not, here's the five property comparables in the nearby area that are already achieving $900 to $950 rents, and we're at $550. And the reason is that is because the owner didn't raise their rents. They weren't directly involved with the property anymore. So they're just like, you know what? The tenants have been there for 20 years. I don't really care. And they haven't really done any upgrades to it. So we knew the story of the property. We said, hey, look. It's under market rents. We can go in there. We can add value and increase the rents. And based on the increase, we can get the valuation to a $6 million valuation in which, hey, you would be getting a 20% IRR, right? So that's what you want to mention. Hey, you'll get a 10% cash on cash based on your numbers. But for us, we said, hey, look, we can refile you out, give you all your cash back in about 24 months, and then you can stay in the deal in perpetuity and you can get your money back cash out free and you can use it for whatever else and you can stay in the deal. So that's essentially how we approached it. We showed people that, hey, look, this is an opportunity that you can hold this asset for us for a really long time. Or if you, you can just hold on to it based on whenever you refi, you'll still get your money back and it's house money in play at that point. Ace, once you return the initial capital, do they still get 8% pref or whatever the pref is on the deal? So there's no prep. The prep gets removed, but whatever percentage of ownership that they have in the asset, they'll get that percentage of the cash flows in perpetuity. Got it. And were these investors friends and family or were they new people that you met? It wasn't really a lot of new people. We actually did meet a few new people, introductions from friends and family, 
But yeah, it's surprisingly like the best way is to just look at your existing network of people. So out of eight out of like, I think the 11 people that invested in that property with us, they were already some sort of relationship with me or one of my partners. And then three of them were kind of like friends of friends of that person. What's a hard lesson that you learned on your first multifamily deal? First hard lesson. You got to be patient. I think that's what it is. It's like, you got to be really patient. Like, cause it's like you close on a deal and you enter into it and you're like, okay, great. We're going to do all these things. And we're just going to switch our units like this. And people who are <laughs> been there for so long, they're just going to leave easily, no problems. We're going to do all this renovations and rehab. When in reality, it's a longer process in terms of what it takes to actually turn 72 units, or it was like 40 of the units had to be turned to get a new tenant base in there, to the timeline of construction, to get the asphalt done, to get the playground installed. Things do take a little bit longer than you expect. And there's always a little bit more involved, even in which you come in for. So always be prepared to do a little bit more. Go the extra mile because there's no such thing as easy money at the end of the day. Look forward to the project itself and the time will show up. If it goes way earlier than planned, great. And if it goes a little bit later than planned, then prepare for that. Be patient. Ace, what's a tough time that you had with your partner and how did you resolve that? You'll be surprised Like we don't get into it a lot because here, here's our philosophy. It's not about I'm being right or you're being right, right, Ash, or partners. It's like, hey, what idea? It makes the most sense that we can think about logically and then that idea wins. And a lot of times, if it's not mine, I'm actually happy. I'm like, you know what? That's going to work better for our results. So, you know, it's something that Ray Dalio said. I have his book up here. He says it's an idea meritocracy, right? It's an environment where the best ideas win. So I'm not so attached to always being right and trying to stroke my ego. I want results, not only for me and for people around me. So we always intellectually kind of work through things. I don't have too many. Like I usually like to deal with things in the moment. There are disagreements like with one of my partners on, on one of the deals as to how he wanted to run things because we did defer to him to run some of the operations because he's the asset manager. And at first we're just like, you know, we're not really a fan of some of these methods, but hey, at the end of the day, I'm like, you did sign up for that role. So we'll trust you a little bit more. We'll back off. And that's what you got to do sometimes. Ace, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? The short-term and long-term approach, I guess that's what it is. So take yourself a few steps back. Don't look at apartment investing, wholesale and flipping. These are all strategies. I like to use all the strategies. I don't like to identify myself as a wholesaler or a flipper or even just an apartment syndicator. I'm a real estate investor. So being a, a fully professional, trained real estate professional, what you want to do is you want to have like a tool belt filled with different tools that you can use. If you need to ever wholesale, if you ever need to flip a property or a complex, if you ever need to raise money, be prepared to do all the above, right? Sometimes you can make money in the short term on any deal. Sometimes you can make money in the long term with the commercial stuff in the apartments. Don't plan on it to take a year to two years. That's just going into it with the wrong mentality. Plan for that. It might take five years or longer. Five years is usually the average for a syndication or an apartment deal, but always plan for it to take longer than you plan when it comes to your long-term goals. And at the same time, for your short-term stuff, take the time to do it. Do the flips. The flips are nice. You know, you can make good money flipping and wholesaling single-family homes or, or even other types of properties because it's good short-term income. But instead of just using that and going to spending it, take that money, save it up. You're going to get hit with capital gains anyway and park it into the apartment buildings or into long-term assets 
And in that way, you're getting the best of both and you're able to get the depreciation so that you can write off a lot of your gains on your short-term stuff. You want to accelerate the time it takes to accomplish your goals and be wealthy and financially free. So it's good to do both, right? Maybe not in the beginning, but do a single family project here and there to make some short-term money and then go hard with the multifamily if that's what you really want to do long-term and work the process to its advantage in both regards. Ace, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Okay, go ahead. All right, Ace, what's the best ever book you recently read? Ultimate Sales Machine. What was your big takeaway? Man, awesome book. So this guy worked for Charlie Munger, which is awesome. He did all his sales stuff. And one of the things was what I mentioned earlier, which is go deeper into what you're doing and not wider, right? He talked about how they had Fortune 500 clients and they were trying to reach out to the next thousand big companies to try to get us clients for their marketing services. When instead they did their research and they found out, hey, these 45 clients are bringing in most of our business. Why don't we go deeper with them and who they know? And they're just like tripled like that. Ace, what's the best ever way you like to give back? I like to do things like this, right? I try to share my lessons and experiences, things that I've had shortcomings on, things I wish I knew sooner and I learned during and after. I love to be able to just help shorten people's curve to get to where they want to go. Ace, how can the best ever listeners reach out to you? Follow me on social media on Instagram. I go by ace.invest on Facebook and LinkedIn. Just add me as a friend. Reach out to me, message me and say, hey, I saw you on the podcast. I'd love to connect. Appreciate what you gave. Or if you have even critical feedback, please let me know. Uh, it's Ace Karimi, just my name on Facebook. And Ace, LinkedIn. thank you for sharing your time with us today. Telling us your story from starting out in single family homes in 2018, wholesaling, flipping, graduating to multifamily, and now up to 248 units. So thank you very much for your time. Graduating. I like it. I'll best see you. Yeah. Best ever listeners. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoy this episode, please leave us a five-star review and share this podcast with someone you think can benefit from it. Please also follow, subscribe. And have a best ever day.